time. Time is running out. Calling all patriots and lovers of our constitutionally protected, God-given, self-evident, innate legal rights in Tennessee and the United States of America. If you are sickened by the liberty-eroding activities of a government that hates you, then it is time to wake up. If you are fed up with the tyrannical leadership on display by all levels of government, now is the time to listen to your reveille call. If you are equally tired of the political class, the new aristocracy, lying to you in their pursuit of power and control, now is the time to take a stand in the arena. Please welcome your host, Larry Linton, U.S. Navy veteran and candidate for Tennessee House of Representatives to the Liberty Leadership and Lies podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's episode of the Liberty Leadership and Lies podcast. I'm coming to you once again from the Permian Basin. Yep, I am out on what could possibly be my last consulting gig for a while. The topic of liberty is up in the rotation this week, but before we discuss liberty, which is one of the most powerful gifts our Creator has given to mankind, we have some campaign and other business items to discuss. The first item up for discussion is the upcoming Tennessee Freedom Summit in Nashville. It's on the 19th and 20th of this month. It's getting close. I have informed the audience in the past that this will be a gathering of Tennessee's most influential conservatives in media, policy, advocacy, and activism. Brandon Lewis and the Tennessee Conservative is hosting the event. The list of confirmed speakers that are showing up is incredible. To get more information about the event and to purchase your tickets, go to TennesseeFreedomSummit.com. Again, that is TennesseeFreedomSummit.com. I have signed up to attend the event virtually because I will be out of state. As I mentioned earlier, I'm in the Permian Basin once again, but will carve out time to ensure I can watch, learn, and collaborate with my fellow Tennessee conservatives. Once I return from this engagement, I will be putting my consulting business on hold to campaign in my community. It will be a big financial hit, but it is something that I believe is absolutely necessary to save our state and ultimately our nation. Moving on to some other information, I did receive a response to my open records request from the Sevier County Board of Education. It came at the last possible moment. It is almost shocking how hard the board is working to be non-transparent to the residents of Sevier County. They are hiding behind attorney-client privilege and quote-unquote unresponsive records because they do not keep records to document their unaccountability. I will post my original request and the board's response up on my website and the social media pages. You can read them and you be the judge. Next up, I want to remind the listeners here in Sevier County that I've reserved a conference room at the Seymour branch of the Sevier County Public Library. I reserved it on the 6th of September from 5 to 7 p.m. Additionally, I've reserved three other dates at the main branch of the Sevier County Public Library for the 17th of September and both the 8th and 22nd of October. Those next three events will take place on Saturday afternoons from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. I share these meet and greet events on my social media pages as well as my webpage. If you live in District 12, please share these meet and greet events with your family, friends, neighbors, and co-workers. 
As I have mentioned previously, we here at Sevier County can be the shot, not only heard around the state, but around the country. Working together, you can send me to Nashville to restore servant leadership to our state's capital and possibly inspire other constitutional conservatives, independents, to take a stand in the arena, to take a stand against the usurpers of liberty and government, and to restore government to its proper role. Also, I'm still waiting for the MP3 file of my appearance on the Biblical Worldview talk show, Once I get it, you can be sure the interview will be immediately uploaded to the podcast and on the webpage, also the Rumble channel. I'll go over the primary election results here in Sevier County now. I mentioned in the weekend update that the results are not really surprising. Not surprising because, again, most of the people running for election in this county were running unopposed. Now, there were a couple of competitive races, though. Don't get me wrong. There was the race for the Republican Party State Executive Committeeman for District 9. In the three-way race there, Mr. Josh Collins won with 327 out of 683 votes cast. I'm not sure if there will be a runoff because Mr. Collins only got about 48% of the vote, but that is just a state GOP party seat, not a legislative one, so I do not know how important that is to me since I'm not a big fan of the state party. Moving on, there was also a competitive election on the commie side of the spectrum. Three people were on the Democrat ticket for that party's nomination for governor. A Carnita Atwater, Jason Martin, and J.B. Smiley Jr. Contrast that with only one person on the ticket for the office of governor for the GOP, which was Rhino Bill Lee. We know why that happened, don't we? If you are new to the podcast, it is because the state GOP is corrupt and they conveniently removed members from the GOP ticket if they posed a problem to their preferred incumbent. Anyway, the three candidates running for the commie party nomination for governor, Mr. Jason Brantley Martin came out on top with 273 out of 524 votes. That comes out to be around 52% of the vote total, but I'm not sure of the rules in a Democrat party primary elections. I'm sure he will be moving on to the general. What is interesting, though, is that there are at least 524 Democrat Party voters here in Sevier County. I wonder if they are recent transplants from other states or if they are long-term residents. I always find it interesting that people who flee commie-run states because of the high taxes, crimes, and left-wing wackadoodlery that happens in their former states And they often try to bring about that same wackadoodlery to the states they move to. Like a virus, they are replicating the destruction they and their ilk left behind. Moving on with the results. Out of the 70 plus positions that voters could have voted on in this election, only two were competitive. Of the 26 judges that voters had the option to retain or replace on the ballot, all of them were retained. That, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the best examples of voter apathy you can find out there. But there is some good news associated with that bad news in last week's primary election. The good news is something I will share at a later date, though. It's a good data point that I believe will assist my campaign. And the bad news is what I just mentioned. Apathy reared its ugly head once again, as evidenced by the data. Let's discuss that, the data, and not the results for a bit. In the May primary elections for Sevier County, there were 10,374 votes cast. 
Now, let's compare that to last week's election here, where only 3,785 votes were cast. The Tennessee Secretary of State's website lists Sevier County as having 64,646 registered voters as of June 2021. In other words, only 16% of registered voters participated in our system of self-governance in the May elections. That is an abysmal number, don't you think? Well, last week was even worse. Less than 6% of registered voters participated. That is the type of apathy that plays into the government's plans. It plays into the politicians' and the political parties' hands. They count on this low turnout to ensure they stay in positions of power. It isn't the only way they hold on to power, though. Like the Tennessee GOP disqualifying candidates from running in the primary, particularly in the governor's race and Congressional District 5 race, not to mention the state GOP playing a role in disqualifying a candidate here in Sevier County, but that is just a small portion of the equation that keeps incumbents safe in office. They absolutely count on the apathy as their primary method of remaining as an incumbent. That is the way they work to erode our liberty. They consider voter apathy as their consent to the methods they used to govern us. You must not forget that many, not all, but many of the people on the ballot last week are the same people that participated or did not prevent government's unconstitutional actions over the course of the last two years. This must end, and I am praying that it does end, with the November election. In that election, you will not have to choose between the lesser of two evils, the first evil of voting straight down party lines out of some sense of party loyalty. Have the political parties been loyal to you? I'm talking to everybody here. Commie, Republican, Libertarian, Green. Have the parties been loyal to you? Political parties, especially at the upper echelons of the organizations, are only loyal to the people donating the most money. They are not loyal to the people at all, much like President Washington warned us. I spoke about this before, but there are more words our first president wrote in 1790 that accurately resemble what is happening in our republic. In a letter to Governor Arthur Fenner, these words really jump right out at you. They are, quote, And therefore, if we mean to support the liberty and independence which it has cost us so much blood and treasure to establish, we must drive far away the demon of party spirit and local reproach. Unquote. The demon of party spirits. Does the work of the political parties, both left and right, become almost demonic when they no longer consider the people anymore? You bet they do. And President Washington knew that would happen and warned about it several times at the founding of our Constitutional Republic. So, dear audience, did any of the elected members from either political party, did any of them here in Tennessee actually put a stop to the unconstitutional overreach of government? Nope. They turned a blind eye to it. A little nautical term there that I can give you a bit of history on if there's a little time later in the episode. But listeners to this podcast need to completely understand. Most of the people seeking re-election now 
turned a blind eye to many things over the course of the past two years that cannot and should not be forgiven by the voters in our county, in our state, and in our nation. They usurped our liberty, our freedoms, our free will, without a second thought. Some states around the nation were worse than here in Tennessee, but any removal of our rights without due process of law is not only unconstitutional, it is how dictatorships behave, and it's evil. In every state of our union, all lawmaking power is vested in the legislative branch of government and not the executive branch. Yet federal and state executive orders have been flying willy-nilly since 2020 that denied us, supposedly free, Americans our liberty. These many tyrants, through coercion, bribes, and threats of force, removed the people's free will. One of God's greatest gifts to mankind was trampled underfoot by these tyrants in both blue and red states. Yes, even here in Tennessee. I have a few O's of office to read off for you. Now, these O's come from right here in Sevier County, Tennessee, but I'm sure they are quite similar wherever you live. Let's talk about them for a bit. The first one is for county commissioner, which could be considered the legislative branch of local government. The oath goes like this. I, so-and-so, do solemnly swear that I will perform with fidelity the duties of the office to which I have been elected and which I am about to assume. I do solemnly swear to support the constitutions of Tennessee and the United States and to faithfully perform the duties of the office of county commissioner representing such and such district, seat such and such, of Sevier County, Tennessee, so help me God. The key takeaway is that part about supporting the constitutions of Tennessee and the United States. Nowhere in those two documents does government have the power to remove a citizen's rights without due process of law, unless, of course, martial law is declared. But that was not the case in all levels of our government's response to a virus with a greater than 99% survival rate. The state and federal constitutions clearly define the roles of each branch of government. It is also clear that powers delegated to one branch cannot be shared or delegated to another branch. It's that whole separation of power stuff there. Similarly, the county mayor swears the following oath. I, so-and-so, do solemnly swear that I will perform with fidelity the duties of the office to which I have been elected and which I am about to assume. I do solemnly swear to support the constitutions of Tennessee and the United States and to faithfully perform the duties of the office of county mayor for Sevier County, Tennessee, so help me God. There is that phrase that was completely ignored during the pandemic and routinely ignored at other times. Support for state and federal constitutions. Also that bit about fidelity, which we've talked about before. Both of which do not grant the executive branch of government the authority to make law. Those are just the oaths of office for our local officials. We've discussed the Board of Education's oaths in a previous episode, as well as the oath for members of the U.S. Congress and our state's General Assembly. Are any of these elected officials actually following their oath? Or do they violate their oaths? These oaths of office are quite similar at every level of government 
in every state in the union. All mention the Constitution of the United States, and here in Tennessee, the state and local O's include the Tennessee Constitution. Yet what have we been experiencing for generations now? Constitutional authority and limitations on their very limited delegated powers are routinely ignored, all to quash the free will of the people, the liberty of the people. And here we are in another election season. Our apathy is rewarding these same people that either sat idly by while executive branch officials all over the Republic trampled on our liberty or they facilitated it with silence and inaction. They are being rewarded with another shot at the ring. Or they're rewarding those who crush the people's liberty with unconstitutional orders with another stint in the office they abused their authority in. Re-electing them through the apathy of non-participation or the apathy of party loyalty when they do vote. Or through retaining judges. These judges are the people that could have rejected the unconstitutionality of all the usurpers' actions and forced the other two branches of government to get back in their constitutionally limited boxes. These judges were retained in their positions of inactivity or facilitation of liberty erosion through apathy. Apathy that ultimately keeps these people in office and further contributes to the removal of our free will. Now, much as I mentioned in my latest interview, I'm not saying whether or not my opponent is a bad person or not. I'm saying that there are people in elected office that do not fulfill their oaths of office. I'm also saying that there are people in elected office that do not fully comprehend the role of serving in elected office in our constitutional republic. There are also people in elected office that do not understand the concept of servant leadership, nor do they do anything to stop the usurpations of liberty by a government that is operating outside of its constitutional limitations. Some elected officials believe that they serve the government and not the people that elected them. Our state and our nation need a change. We need people in office that know how to follow an oath. We need servant leadership that is not beholden to PAC or corporate money and will actually introduce and fight for liberty protecting legislation or work to roll back decades of legislation that only serve to put more and more layers between the people and their God-given rights like our Creator's gift of free will or freedom. In the church I attend, we just finished up a series that was called The Bucket List. The premise or foundational messages that drove the series were threefold. The first was about living life intentionally. The second is about identifying what's important. And the third is this, investing in God's kingdom. All of those can only be accomplished utilizing God's gift of free will to mankind. More importantly, they cannot be accomplished unless we, the people, do exercise our free will. If you did not have free will or freedom, what would your answers be to some of the following questions that were posed during the series? Questions like this. What if you knew for sure you had limited time? How would you live out that time? 
And what things would you do? Our Creator made us in His image. A being with free will that loved us, His creation, so much that He gifted us with that as will. Just think on how powerful of a gift that is, free will. We are free enough to either believe in our Creator or not, making the choice to spend eternity with or without Him. That is the ultimate example of free will, don't you think? Anyway, some of the other questions were these. What would matter enough to focus on and what would suddenly become unimportant? Without free will, somebody or something else is deciding what is important for the focus. That pattern is painfully obvious in our culture right now where the focus is on sexuality or race or privilege or oppression, right? In order to live life intentionally requires us to have free will or freedom. It is my belief that is one of the primary reasons God gifted us with free will. Having free will allows us, as individuals created in His image, allows us to identify what is and what is not important. If we allow individuals or groups of people outside ourselves to identify what is important for us to act upon, do we really have free will? Especially if what those individuals or groups decide is important runs contrary to our ability to exercise our freedoms or runs contrary to the gift of free will our Creator provided us with. Can a Christian nation invest in God's kingdom fully when the government they apathetically let get elected works overtime to replace God with themselves as the creator and savior? These are all important questions we must ask ourselves every day. These questions are equally important to ask ourselves in deciding whether or not to participate in our form of self-governance. Self-governance founded upon Christian principles that our current government is trying to erase from our history and our daily lives. Our apathy emboldens government to behave the way it has been for generations now. Its behavior is increasingly anti-free will. Look at what government education is doing to our children. Also, look at the recent activity in regards to former President Trump this past Monday. The actions by our government truly sadden me. Never would I have imagined that the new aristocracy would go to such lengths to destroy somebody they could not control and do so quite publicly. The new aristocracy are so afraid of that man, they have now unleashed the FBI on him in the hopes of removing him from running for office again in 2024. It has me questioning what do they really expect could happen from this. There really can be no upside to this, politically speaking, for the usurpers in our nation's capital. But the usurpers want to remove the free will of tens of millions of people in their choice for who's elected as president. They did it in 2020 with shenanigans in the voting booth, Now they are doing it in a much more direct way. Because of our apathy, we can only sit back and watch how this unfolds. Do they, the usurpers, actually think this is going to turn out well for them? Or are they really pushing for some type of action 
from the former president's supporters to drive our republic to the brink of civil war and destruction, all in their mad quest to obtain and maintain power, to obtain and maintain the ability to remove our free will. For those that have been sitting on the sidelines now, accepting the results of 2020 and wanting to move on, now they are at the point where a decision has to be made. Do they support this tyranny or will they condemn it? This latest action by the usurpers proves this. Our government truly hates us and it is turning itself into something that more closely resembles communist China than it does that the United States of America is supposed to look like. All of these actions and their attempts at removing the free will given us by our creator can only be successful through the apathy of the electorate. This week's wisdom from God's word comes to us from Genesis 1, 27. So God created human beings in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. We are God's imagers in that we exercise the free will to choose who we worship and who we elect to represent us in government. When we choose not to participate in our system of self-governance, and yes, we could choose that path because of our free will, we choose the path of apathy that also results in giving up that free will, that precious gift from our Creator that allows us to live intentionally. Having free will also allows us to choose what is or is not important. Do you think a government that protects our liberty and our free will is important? Well, that free will requires that each of us participate in our system of self-governance to ensure that we have a government that protects this gift instead of what we have today. And what we have today is because of what we have done to ourselves. Not exercising that free will gives you a government that chooses what is and is not important what freedoms they will protect and what freedoms they will take away, including the freedom to worship our Creator that made us in His image. When we cannot do that, eventually we will not be able to invest in God's kingdom because through our apathy, government took that right away. Until next week, stand in the arena with me. Reveille, it's time to wake up.